Dog Zone 9000, the official zone of 1900hotdog.com, the final comedy website. If you're listening to this at the end of 2022, come visit and see the nigh 700s of articles we produced. We are the best, and you sucker MCs are absolutely whack. I'm Sean Baby from the internet, and I'm joined by my co-hot dog and pro-big hog, Robert Brockway. I'm Robert Brockway. Here's a Brockway fact. I have... An elaborate lower body unit that augments my destructive power. No follow-up questions. Our guest today is a hot sauce man and a movie fan. He hosts the VH Us podcast. Dirk, welcome to the show. Uh, you're a Portland culinary star and you and your wife run the Marshall's Hoot Sauce Company. Uh, it's great to have you back. I am Dirk quite your strength mandroid. <laughs> how, how we're already hot? our movie. Hot? Hoot. Hoot. That's how you never, say it, right? Hoot. I've never yeah. said it out loud. No one calls it. It's just people just say Marshall's hot sauce. But like, I mean, 12 years ago, I thought it was a funny pun. Very clever. And mm-hmm. then I had over a decade of people explaining it to me. So it's been sheer hell. Yeah, that's hard. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, it was your mistake. I mean, that's some pretentious shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm an, I'm an educated man and I have trouble saying it. <laughs> I have a bachelor's of science and art. This is this is very stupid, but every time I see that little thing over the E, I never say it any differently. I just make a little mark in the air with my finger. <laughs> That's, so I'm not I'm not an educated man. And, uh, I'll do a sweet chef voice for like four minutes surrounding every umlaut I see. And that's <laughs> your fault for fucking putting an umlaut in your word. <laughs> uh, I think it's an accent agoo. Am I correct there? I don't I don't know. Yeah, accent agoo. Anyway, welcome back. I'm really glad to have you here today because um, we're talking a movie that I know you love. We're talking Eliminators. Yes. But before we do that, uh, I do want you to plug. I know we, we just plugged your hoot sauce, but uh, let's talk about your podcast because my intro got super mangled. I find a movie that has a profession in it, and then I find a stranger that has that profession, and I make them watch the movie and then talk to me about their life. Yeah, we just started season 11. Um, we're kind of mixing it up this season so some of those same episodes will happen with the profession but we just did uh an episode with edmund mcmillan that did uh, binding of isaac and super meat boy the video games mm-hmm. and we just talked about like 10 movies that mean a lot to us and it's deeply disturbing so i, I recommend people check that out uh if you if you're yeah, looking I bet for... that guy's movies are weird <laughs> yeah 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 if you're looking for one of our classic episodes we did a uh, class of 1999 with a teacher uh we had a kickboxer on and covered the movie chuck d um and then uh someone who identifies as a mermaid. And we talked about the Polish murderous mermaid musical, the lure. So there's some of the content. They can find it. VHUS underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Were we supposed to be doing seasons? Do podcasts oh, are, podcasts we fuck are seasons? This up? Only if you like to take breaks and lose listeners. That's basically the structure of a season. Oh, I do I that. Do like that. Like, today we are talking about eliminators, which is, it's kind of one of those perfect movies from 1986. No one remembers anything about it other than the amazing cover featuring an action team that nobody remembers anything about other than the tank-legged cyborg. Uh, it's written by the same writing team as Arena and has the director of Arena because we remembered this movie when we did the podcast about Arena. Uh, the ninja's actor's name is Conan Lee, which is a fucking great name. It says like a Turkish movie about a kung fu barbarian. I love the name <laughs> Conan Lee. Um I and, wish they hadn't changed it for the movie. Like, why would you have him play anybody but himself? Conan Lee as I, himself. 
Yeah. What do you play? Kuji? Which that's is worse. Like just a, that's much worse. That's like, can we name him Fuji? I can't, I can only think of seven or eight Japanese things. Like, yeah, Fuji's fine. No, maybe Kuji. Like, Ku- well, nobody's going to buy Conan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> name's probably like Bruce Wang or something. He's like, no, no, no. I got it. I got my stage name ready. We didn't see this guy a lot. I thought he was, um, he was great in the way that we were all great ninjas at age nine. Like, I feel like he really captured that nine-year-old playing ninja very well. That a lot of people would be too self-conscious to do. Like a lot of people would would do movements like him and feel very embarrassed and stop doing them, but not Conan Lee. <laughs> but, but no, he did not stop doing them. Not ever. Not even when he wasn't the focus of the shot. He always had a little hand thing to do. He always, ninja, yeah. always has that ninja hand out. We'll talk about him later, I guess. Um, but before we even start talking about the plot of the movie, as we do that, we're going to play a game called Ragtag Recruiter. Now, the way we play is the two of you, Dirk and Brock, where you're the head of a ragtag adventure squad. You may each select one real skill you currently have right now in your life and use that during the game. So uh, before the show, I had you select these skills. So Dirk, what is the skill, your real life skill you're bringing to this game? I have the ability to turn any conversation into a discussion about a movie that I want to talk about. That's that could be a very powerful ability. Uh, Brockway? Fucking. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yes. That could also come in really handy. So during the game, this is the only skill you can personally use to get out of jams. You can either switch the conversation to movies or fuck. So. Uh, we- I, know, I know what I'm going to do <laughs> for goddamn time. As we... Um, Go through the movie. Uh, two of you are going to imagine that you're in each jam facing the eliminators. If you can handle it yourself, great. Otherwise, you have to recruit someone with a very specific occupation. You are not allowed to pick cyborg or ninja. Ugh. Basically, we're going to see if someone could beat the movie eliminators using only household materials. So the object of the game is to beat the movie with the smallest ragtag squad possible. So if um, you can use the same occupation multiple times or fuck your way out of everything, great. Uh, Brockway, you're in charge of keeping track of your team, so please get a pen and paper ready or the cyber equivalent to that. Here are some sub-rules. Assume each job is very specialized, and in the case of argument, I am the Eliminator Master, and my authority cannot be eliminated. So, those are the rules. Are we clear on the rules? Yes. No. Perfect. (laughs) What are your questions? (laughs) I don't have any. I'm just not clear. I'm going to stay muddy. I'm going to live my life. So the movie opens uh, with credits, of course. And during the credits, there's a, a, a pilot crashing. And then there's a bunch of Roman gladiators getting shot by lasers and running away. And this is great storytelling because it's exactly what you were hoping for. An evil scientist has sent a mandroid through time that he has made out of a dead crashed pilot. That's how and you get started on them. That's how you fuck every other cold open. That's, yes. that's how you sell me on a movie from now 11 on. 11 out of 10. No question. Just amazing. Um, so so now we're like, we've established uh, that's the plot of the movie, kind of. Uh, the scientist guy is sort of being kept alive by a reverse colostomy bag. Like he's like plugging this shit into himself and he's got the like- machine. Yeah, he's got, his face is melting off. Uh, I wrote and, down science juice. I wrote down who yes. needs to fill up on science right. juice. So I, we all had our own take. <laughs> yeah, that's a nicer way of putting it. Uh, 
so he's now that he's confident his time orb works because the the mandroid came back. He's like, I don't remember anything, but here's a Roman shield. He's like, okay, cool. Now we can go ahead and kill our Robocop or, or double kill him, I guess, because he was already dead. No and, more, no more need for this Robocop said fucking nobody in history. Nobody. The dumbest asshole. Uh, his, he has an assistant named Takata and uh, Takata's like a good guy working for the evil scientist. Not sure why. I don't know what leverage he has on him. I don't think they established that. Uh, and he's like, dude, you can't, you can't kill Robocop because th- there's a, a, a running theme of this movie that everyone falls in love with Mandroid. He is very sexual. Uh, so he's also powered by scowls. Yes, he's always uh, he always seems a little cranky, but like it works on everybody. Uh, Reeves does not care about ethics or compassion because Takata's like, dude, you can't. He's like he's a guy. He's mostly a guy. And uh, Reeves is like the evil scientist. Reeves is like, do you think I've had it easy? And he like points at his like gooey face. Uh, so I guess <laughs> so. That's, that's why you can do evil. Like that's just. That's your permission slip for evil right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty pretty thin, I guess. But but uh, technically, the movie has established the motivators for the characters. Yeah, it's pink guy. He got pink eye and yeah. now he's evil. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be cranky with pink eye? That's true. Um, so Takata warns Mandroid. He's like, uh, Mandroid, you got to get it out of the base. We're going to kill you. So here is our first Eliminator's Jam. The two of you need to get out of the base. Oh, man. I can't wait to hear what Robert's going to fuck. There are a few directions I can fuck. I don't know if they're getting us out of the base. We could be we could be kings of the base. Mm -hmm. You've got a clear goal. Being kings of the base would be almost the opposite of your goal. All right. Can I fuck my way out of the base? Like, literally. I feel like. uh, Can I resonate? Can I thrust to the resonations of stone? Of, I'm sorry, like South American stone, stonework, masonry. Loosen the mortar enough through just I vibration. Think, I think the security is too good. I think they would hear the... I think they would hear it if you were trying to just pelvically slam through a wall. <laughs> and I feel like uh, a Mexican military base in a 1986 American action movie is way too homophobic a place to I, to attempt to have sex with the 11 or 12 men you'd have to have sex with to get out. <laughs> All right, I'm fine. Too. I'll I'm recruit. Just... <laughs> okay. I am going to recruit a golf cart driver. Let's say a caddy, a teenage okay. caddy, complete with golf cart. Uh, okay. Because that's all it takes to get out of here. Uh, in the movie, Mandroid, of course, famously grabs his mobile unit which is that's also what i call mine uh and it's just tank legs but in the same way that a set like a centaur is built like he's like half he's half tank half man in the same way a centaur is calf horse and it does nothing uh it's all of his weapons all of his weapons are still on him It, it it supplies no weapons. It moves at three miles an hour and it tips over very easily. Uh, so to get out of this base, I will need a golf cart driven by probably a, a probably a high 14 year old caddy. Okay. So you've got a, a, a high teen caddy uh, driving a golf cart. Um, that's a hundred percent going to work. You absolutely can just drive that right out of the base. Um, there's, no reason to think anyone uh, would care. Most of the guards would be like, oh, hey, Mandroid. Hey, Takata. Going for a golf in the jungle? Uh, yes. So, yeah. 
I'll allow it. So um, write that down. You now have a, uh, a, a team caddy on your team. Gotcha. And I'll allow him to be high, which Thank uh, you. could theoretically imply he has a little more weed on him. If that with, would come with golf cart and everything that comes equipped with a caddy. Sure. That's Thank true. You. Like you would have golf clubs. Uh, uh, let's see. And Arnold Do they have Palmer ball too. washers? They got some. He's got ball washers, probably. Uh, connections that will last a lifetime. <laughs> That's true. He's probably got a rich uncle. Uh, okay, so I love this tank. Uh, it's like a, uh, it's like a real practical effect. I want everyone listening. If you haven't seen Eliminators, they really built like a powered wheelchair that looks like a tank. They built a fucking kinda, tank legs. Uh, actual tank legs. It, it rules. So it looks really uncomfortable. Like it. Like he's all crammed in there, so his legs are up behind him, because uh, he does sort of look like he doesn't have legs while he's in it, in a, in a kind of impressive way. Like I was fully convinced as a kid this was a robot man. No, Me that too. rules. It rules it's my completely. Favorite part of the poster. Yes, the only part of the poster anyone remembers. Uh, so Takata gets killed, um, and he gives the Mandroid uh, a mission to go find Colonel Hunter. So this movie is so good about motivating the characters. Um, <laughs> Mandroid takes that shit downstairs, just <laughs> wipes out everybody on the way out. But the bad guys have a superhero Billy who has like a hunting rifle with like a triple radar scope on the top of it. <laughs> and, uh, this is the main antagonist for most of the movie. Just this, this, uh, I don't know this, I, I've seen this actor in other things, but he just sort of plays the same, like squealing hillbilly in every movie. Uh, he shoots Mandroid in the head, uh, blows his arm off. Uh, Mandroid eventually blows through the wall. So that's how the movie handles this jam is they shoot, he shoots a rocket through the wall and leaves that way. Uh, so now here's your next jam. Uh-oh. You got to get through these woods. Brock, were you going to fuck something? <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you were taking the lead on this one. I took the lead oh. on the, oh. the last one. I wanted to give you a chance to, uh, to do something before I fucked it. Okay, great. It's generally because it's 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 done after I fuck something. Okay, well, I mean, at this point, we'd be alone in the woods, so there's no one for me to talk to. Uh, so I'm kind of stuck here. I'm. I mean, we have we do have a high caddy in a golf cart. Oh, that's right. Can we just? Uh, did he grow up mm. here? Can he help us get through the woods? I bet he has a connection. Through this, oh, through this excellent networking opportunity that has been granted to him by his parents, uh, who are good friends with the guy that runs the golf club, I'm, I'm like sure I might have to recruit because this golf cart's not going to make it through the jungle, and he's got no cell reception since it's uh, 1986. But he knows some. He knows a gardener. Are we, are we recruiting <laughs> the gardener, or does does it count that he just knows one that'll do him a favor? An entire uh, landscaping team. That owes him a favor. Can That's we turn the jungle impossible. into a winery through people we know? <laughs> it's, so, you get a long-term solution in mind then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, technically, it's not the woods anymore if it's a very nice winery. That's a good point. All right. Um, I'm Apropos of nothing, I'm going to recruit a caveman guide. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, we're on the same page. Perfect. I'll allow it. Perfect. Inexplicable caveman uh, I would like him to come from nowhere in particular and not be explained for a very long time. Well, we'll explain in about 40 minutes. But yeah, Caveman Guide, absolutely. He's on your team. That's a perfect addition to the Ragtag Squad. So uh, 
Back at the base, we meet Denise Crosby, who plays Colonel Nora Hunter. I think she's an Air Force colonel, but uh, in the movie, she's just like a like a robo mechanic. She has built a little robot buddy that can fly and has a personality. It's a full on Star Wars creature. It can like teleport. Uh, then, and the yet base it looks is- like a 1986 Nintendo peripheral yes, that you would totally- be very, very disappointed to see in real life. That you would be like super stoked to see. And then you'd be like, oh, when I saw it this time, I was like, is that the robot from Black Hole? Wasn't there a robot like this in Black Hole? It, it looks a lot like it. Yeah, except okay. I think that had tits on the bottom of it. And this <laughs> How do I forget is just that like <laughs> this is just like a water cooler, like a little little water jug. He does look like robotic operated, buddy. He, he she's playing some gyromite. Anyway, the base is being attacked by Mandroid. He's infiltrating. Uh, he takes out a security guard and then this other nerd security guard's like, I'm going to fucking shoot whoever's doing this. Like he, he's going full diehard. So here's your jam. There's an Android infiltrating your base. We're not the ones infiltrating. Nope. You're Denise Crosby in this situation. Oh That's shit. Super magnet. Uh, I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to fuck the Android. <laughs> well, um, he does not have genitals, but he is very capable of love, as this movie makes clear. Uh, your fuck abilities will allow you to um, disarm him. He literally, he has swappable arms. I think that's where his genitals are going to be. <laughs> well, your skills are fucking. You'll find, you'll find where to put it. Like, that's your specialized ability. Yeah. We don't need to go through all the details here on the podcast. But uh, needless to say, he's very satisfied and no longer attacking people. No, I can go through the detail. We can go through the details. Hold on. Oh my did God. You say his, his Jamie, you got to cut that last 50 minutes. <laughs> did you say his genitals are in his armpits? Is this alien nation <laughs> rules? Is that what we're doing? Well, he can swap in and out. He has to swap his arms and he has an infinite supply of them behind his back. So yeah. I'm going to say at least 70% of them are genitals geared for different situations because that's uh, that's what I have. And I'm not even a mandroid. I love um, the idea of him being in battle and being like, oh no, this one's a dick too. <laughs> Wrong one. Oh, oh god. Oh no. Oh yeah, this one's a dick too. <laughs> this is my favorite fight I've ever had. Uh so now yeah, uh Denise Crosby and John Doe the Mandroid meet, and she's like, You're just a machine, you you fucking piece of shit. And I have a <laughs> clip here because uh it's really good. And what's more, he's stolen my designs to bastardize them. None taken. I know what I am, and I know what I have to do. Return to Mexico and kill Abbott Reeves. <laughs> that last little explosion was his head exploding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he shows up, and they they establish very quickly like there's this like conflict between whether he's a man or a machine. And then he's like, I gotta go to Mexico and kill that guy. And then his head explodes, and this leads us to your next jam. You got yourself a malfunctioning mandroid. I don't know, Robert. Do you want to fuck him? Well, I'm still fucking him. So I think it might be cheating. Malfunctioning. Yeah, I think it might be cheating to say like, like I I fuck him when it's it's still it is still going down, baby. Um, honestly, if you could just get some of the semen out of him, he'd probably be working again. No deal. You might be able to get through this if you just hire someone who carries a mop. Oh, then I'm going to take the search patrol and operational technician, otherwise known as Spot, and have it siphon all the semen out of the mandroid. 
Uh, I'll allow it. So you now have a uh, flying robot buddy on your team. So please make a note of that. Uh, his, his semen capacity is maxed out. I should just make a note of that as well. That if there, he can't do that another another time. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Denise uh, Crosby, she figures out that uh, he does have a functioning human brain and she starts pulling out his hard drives, which causes him to remember that he has been lasering the Romans, which reminds everyone, holy shit, this is a time travel movie. And <laughs> which is and, it's important because the movie will not remember that until the end. It's true. Yeah. They, they drop so many hints that like this is a time travel movie, Denise Crosby. She's like, hmm, this is strange. Why would there be? These dinosaur bones here in this future tank. Anyway, uh, that doesn't specifically happen. Um, what I love about the end of this scene is that in the end of that clip, even, is that he says, he, he stumbles in there and is like, hey, what's up? I'm a mandroid. Those exist. I'm on a revenge mission against this dude you sort of know. I'm going to go kill him. And within 15 seconds, she says, yes, absolutely. I'm coming too. And yeah. that's how the scene ends. And there's no convince. Everybody in this movie is so gung ho to be in this movie. They're just fucking stoked. They're like, hell yes, I'm going with the mandroid on a revenge mission. <laughs> well, she has to stop him from making more horrible monsters like this guy. No offense. I also <laughs> love that when they meet, mandroid has like a tarp over himself and a hat. Yes. And I wrote like, he broke into the facility, he's meeting the doctor, and he's still wearing the hat. <laughs> he, he does wear a disguise like he's like a Ninja Turtle or the Thing. Like he's just like, oh, I got a hat on. No one will know I'm a fucking monster now. <laughs> just a lot of bad hats. They're all real yeah. bad hats. But they also seem to live in a world where like, it's not that crazy that a guy's half robot. Like people see him, they're like, oh, oh, this makes sense. Right. You're half robot. Okay. Uh, so... They drive off and they stop at a stop sign for a very, very, very long time. Long enough for local criminals to attack them. So here's your next Eliminator's Jam. You stopped too long at a traffic light and you are attacked by a pair of carjackers. Is this me? Hey, whoever. You're a team. Okay, well, I'm gonna... You know what? I'm still fucking the mandroid. <laughs> <laughs> Semen capacity overloaded. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure how this helps the situation, but it doesn't hurt, baby. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Uh, but that does mean you need to uh, probably recruit someone who can stop a pair of carjackers, unless, Dirk, you think you could start a movie discussion that would distract from the crime. Uh, yeah, actually, when they, when they have their their guns out and are going to kick us out of the car. I, I, maybe I see a tree and I remind mm -hmm. them about the movie, the guardian that, uh, because Robert's, uh, the mandroid fucking machine also involves a woman having sex with a tree. And then, um, perhaps they want to go see that. that Fuck. Yeah. That they want to see that. It does sound like a good movie. We're sorry for carjacking you. I think jam solved, uh, in the movie. The, uh, the mandroid uses his magnetic hand to pull one of their guns away and then explodes a car next to them while they run away, which is a great time to let everyone know that I don't think anyone in this movie dies. It has a real like yeah. joyful G.I. Joe kind of sense of danger where just there's gunfights all the time, but uh, no one gets hit. And when they do, it's by a laser that's probably a sleep laser. 
Um, That's absolutely what this entire movie is. This is <laughs> this is two kids with ADD playing GI Joes and mashing yes. up like all of their toys because they were poor like me and didn't have a bunch of GI Joes. They had whatever the fuck <laughs> they could assemble out of like eight different toy lines. Uh, there's yeah. another uh, moment that happens around here where um, earlier the Mandroid looks at the little robot buddy and says, that little robot is too shiny to infiltrate the woods. And then in this next scene, he reveals himself to have like a new camouflage paint job, which is just, just so fucking stupid, especially since he travels by energy ball. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so fantastic. Uh, they, there's another weird scene in this where uh, the Mandroid has his chest played off and his chest is all jacked up from when he was, I guess, autopsied. And, uh, Denise Crosby walks in and she's like, oh, 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 gosh, I saw your horrible scars. And it's kind of awkward because um, he's not very fuckable, which is a tough thing to accept for a mostly Big mindless robot with a penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you've proven that wrong. But um, under most circumstances, very few people would find a place to have sex with this thing. Uh, so now they need a guide for the Mexican River to find the uh, enemy secret base. And here's where we meet the sassy riverboat guide, Harry Fontana, fantastic name. And we get his backstory and the backstory of this town, which is he's undercutting the other river guides. And one of them is a real butch lady who uh, punches him in the hand and then threatens to punch him again. She's like the 80s idea of a lesbian, which was just a very cranky Andy Richter. And then <laughs> Denise Crosby walks in and the whole goddamn bar is like, va, 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 boom, like everybody in this bar stops what they're doing and like turns into a cartoon wolf. Look and at this she... total lack of disease right here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She doesn't have any weeping sores on her face. Vavavoom. Uh, she says she wants the toughest guide here and a fist bite instantly breaks out. Uh, <laughs> the butch lady Bayou Betty punches her own partner, punches the guy who she would presumably take with her on the gig. And uh, I have a clip just to, yes, he's, what's his name? Maurice. He's, he's very, very French. Um, I have a clip to show you how long it takes for her to say these words and for a fight to break out. What do you want, senorita? I want the toughest guide in the place. It's such abrupt chaos. I love it. I, everybody, again, everybody is so gung ho. Like every all the extras in this movie were just fucking jumping the second they saw a little flag go up. They're like, "Yes, let's do it!" Uh, but here's your next jam. You need to recruit a competent river guide. I recruit a competent river guide. Yeah, so just with the skills you have. As a, okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, do you think you'd try it the same way or would you just uh, like talk? Wait, to am I still Denise them? Crosby? No, no, no. You, you're, you're you, uh, the fuck master, uh, covered in motor oil. Uh, and, and Dirk is a, a, a Portland hot sauce man. Oh, I get it. With the, yes, you're you. And you have um, a lot of movie knowledge. That's two of you. You have a robot buddy. You've got a, a the whole team is with you. I'm just going to ask uh, everyone in the bar who's seen Subspecies 3 and just take whoever's seen it. See, that's a great plan. I'm going to fuck everybody in the bar and whoever <laughs> fucks the best and whoever fucks the worst, I'm going to take both of those 
and I'm going to have them square off against each other, and we'll have we'll we'll have we'll filter them through Dirk's interview method. That's I figure okay. one of those one of those is going to be right, just is just a, by law averages. Is subspecies a good uh, movie for riverboat guides? Not particularly. <laughs> okay. I just thought maybe, I haven't seen it. I thought maybe there's like a good river scene in there. It's a vampire movie where the main vampire, Radu, snaps his fingers off and they become tiny demons. So that could be handy. No pun intended. It'll make for a great conversation on the water, at least. There you go. I think. Um, okay. So we, you you guys have some great techniques on finding a competent river guide. I think I think you're fine. Uh, obviously, in the movie, they just... Uh, Denise Crosby starts a riot and waits outside for um, Harry Fontana to come out. Well, see, I think we're using the same logic because her logic there is that whatever kind of king psychopath comes out of this Mm -hmm. unscathed is the man that I want. And with me bringing the most fuckable and least fuckable, either we're getting somebody that is not going to molest us on this tour, which, as we will see with Harry Fontana, is a very real danger. It's absolutely. <laughs> or it's we'll get somebody clear. that at least will be good at it. True. Good point. Uh, so now uh, Denise Crosby drops the other shoe on this this boat taxi driver. And she's like, oh, hey, I have a friend with you. And he's like, oh, hell no. I was going to get you alone on the water where it would yeah. just be you and me and uh, the implication. There's no cock blocking on my boat. And uh, she still does not spot this as a red flag and just gets railroaded in the negotiations. He's like, sure, extra C note for the elephant man, which by this movie's money feels like a lot. Yeah. Uh, So he like doubled the fare just for having a a guy with her, which again, that's a red flag. Yeah. If you're getting a real good deal, you're paying some other way. That's uh, I think that's on the back of Harry Fontana's boat. I think that's his, his, do boats have bumper stickers? His, his boater sticker? His boat uh, said no questions on the back. There you go. That's what it is. Uh, So now uh, Bayou Betty and Maurice are hunting them with guns and they have like a bunch of other guys with speedboats. Like not because, hey, we're going to get revenge for winning the brawl because we're going to kill them and take their customers. That's the stated goal several times in this movie. Um, Harry Fontana, Fontana thinks that they have a secret mission to find Aztec gold. He knows they're not tourists. He knows that that this weird guy in a disguise and and Denise Crosby are there for gold. And um, I don't, I just don't get. It. I think they're living in 1980s adventure movie rules. So they're like, I mean, he is. He is straight. He's from everybody here is from a different movie. Like the cyborg right. is from Universal Soldier or RoboCop, and mm-hmm. he's from. Romancing, romancing the stone, the stone. like yeah. absolutely he's yeah, from he's romancing the stone so he's just trying to understand how they fit into his movie because he doesn't just say aztec gold he says oh it's not aztec gold huh what is it dope diamonds artifacts like he's just trying to pin <laughs> yeah, down which quest is there like a high school bet about turning the unpopular dude into a popular guy with the hot girl what movie are we in are you guys making a woman with your computer he even uh, this will come up later, but yeah, he very much his his whole character arc is what fucking movie am I in? <laughs> yes, I need to know this. I but, think uh, they all had that question. He's he's the most loudly and aggressively voicing it. He's the most he's unhappy about it. Everybody else is just like, huh, this is a, this is a weird movie for me to be in. Yeah, I have I the just, same answer for all of them. You're in the best movie. <laughs> I distinctly remember being a kid and seeing this in the theater 
And this part of the movie was where I realized what kind of movie I was watching. Because like <laughs> I was telling Sean Baby, like, I cut out the ad for this. I kept it in my Batman wallet. I was so excited for this movie with a mandroid, a ninja, and a scientist that like I, I didn't understand a movie could not be what I wanted it to be. And when they first shoot at the mandroid and they're just rednecks, I was like, well, this is weird. Do you think his pose would be better than that? And then right. at this part with swamp rednecks, I was like, oh, no. I see what this is. <laughs> this was in theaters? Briefly, yeah. <laughs> wow. That is kind of shocking. Uh, you are in an Eliminator's Jam, though. Back to what we're doing. You're being chased by many boats. They want to kill you to get your customers. Uh, I mean, this seems like a job for my caveman guide. Like, this is a river. This is apparently his primordial forest. He has keen caveman instincts to avoid fire, which is what they're doing at us. They're firing at us. That makes sense. Uh, I'm going to give him... You want to give the wheel to the caveman yeah. guy? And I'm going to tell him this is a really fast uh, fish. And <laughs> it just needs his help. With, like, sign language, like, improvised sign language and uh, gestures. No, through fucking, through the language of love, which is, <laughs> oh. transcends time. Uh, yeah, transcend I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to fuck that message into him and then let him take the reins of, uh, of our fast fish. Through passion alone, you've communicated to your caveman guide what needs to be done, and he does it passionately. Amazing. So, uh, <laughs> in the movie, they... Uh, this is no th small threat. They're shooting at them. But like Harry Fontana is just kind of weaving the boat, dodging the bullets. Uh, I think at one point he even says, it's not like we're in any danger, like while a bullet destroys like his boat console. Um, Mandroid's super annoyed. He says, we've no time for this. And uh, anyway, he gives uh, the wheel to Denise Crosby and he grabs uh, a barrel of oil and throws it into the river. And... Everybody knows what's happening. The other boats are like, oh, he's going to shoot that barrel of oil with a gun. We have to jump out of our boats. And so that's the, that's the G.I. Joe rules we're operating under is that like he doesn't kill these people. They all like jump out of their vehicles while they explode. And you can't steer away from it because that wouldn't be cool. <laughs> right. Because they have like a that. good 200 feet to steer away from it when they see it. And they start <laughs> by the time they leap out, they've still got five seconds of like boat control. They could have just like hit the brakes. Yeah, it's a wide river, too. They could easily just drive around it. Uh, and Denise is like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you blowing up oil barrels? And like, but these are people shooting them with stated intent to kill them. And she's still like, hey, you can't just blow up oil barrels. So I again, I don't know what armed services she was in, but these are very strict rules of engagement. Lady, like, what fucking me. movie am I in? Because this is <laughs> this is normal movie shit for me. Uh, so. I think their engine explodes just because of her complaining. Like she's like, oh, you're going too fast. God. So he finally slows it down and it breaks just so the movie lets us know she's always wrong. So now here's your Eliminator's Jam. You got yourself a broken boat. Uh, can we use the uh, the golf cart and just take uh, off into the woods? Uh, that's okay, that is how solution. they solve this eventually. <laughs> <laughs> just get off the water completely. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I still, earlier I didn't let you use the golf cart because I don't think it's a great all-terrain vehicle. Mm -hmm. Um, 
That's but this movie does like to forget things it mentioned earlier. Okay, it is so, exactly as good as fucking tank legs because I've seen those use, tank legs. Yeah, it's, can we use the mandroids jet heels? Because <laughs> that comes up later. Because he has those later. <laughs> so uh, we're ditching the boat uh, and we're taking the golf cart into the woods, uh, which I think is a great way to handle it. I think you've found a way to not have to recruit for this. Mount Monster style, baby. Mount Monstering this shit. Hell yes. So uh, in the movie, they get held at gunpoint, again, for their passengers. She's like, you hand me them passengers. I, they're my fare now. And uh, Mandroid shoots a torpedo at their boat and explodes them. Because uh, he has that. Yes, he just has a torpedo arm. I can't remember. Does he actually switch his torpedo arm on or did he already just have it equipped? <laughs> it was just, I think it was just ready. He was like, I'm going to need the torpedo arm. Yeah, he knew. I'm probably yeah, done with, oh, no, this is the dick arm again. Shit. All right. <laughs> this also brings am, my favorite line of dialogue in the movie, which is, we're moving to Alaska Maurice dog sleds. <laughs> I don't know why she says it, but she does. <laughs> dog like the, He's like, hell yes. This movie has like rival comic relief characters that come in. And they're like, no, no, we're the recurring comic relief. And they're like, fuck, no, we're the hillbillies. We were here at the start. Uh, I love it. Uh, uh, Colonel Nora Hunter asks for some alcohol. And so uh, Harry hands her some. And then she pours it like into these two weird discs inside the boat motor. Like, I guess that's the alcoholism regulators. It's like the boat was just going through withdrawals. And she's like, I got, I got, I got a little for you, pal. Vroom, fixed. You should got the boat drunk. The boat is fine now. Uh, at this point, uh, he, he has completely stopped the boat. And he's like, uh, why the fuck does your guy have a robot arm? And what is going on? And Mandroid shows himself. He's like, shut up and drive. I'm a robot. Fuck you. So here's your Eliminator's Jam. You got a riverboat guide asking too many questions. I mean... It's a one surefire way to shut up a riverboat guide. <laughs> is it fucking? It's fucking, baby. <laughs> like, this is, the, come on, you have to give me this. But this is like, this is from the start, what he has established his character is, is his only desire. Absolutely. Um, is there an upper limit on the fucking, like, how many uh, per day do you think you can fuck? At some point. Uh, yeah, I think... I think there's going to be a refractory period, which mm. is why I, I kind of that's when when Dirk really gets his time to shine is uh, when I'm, you know, sticky and exhausted. Perfect. Okay, like, that's why we work well together. But for now, you're feeling strong. For now, you're like, here's the only answer I have for you. And you pull it out and it is good. Uh, all right. So now Super Billy comes up in the in his speedboat and he laughs at uh, Maurice and Bayou Betty. Uh, who are stuck in the river. He does not know who these people are. He just finds it funny that people are in trouble. Uh, <laughs> Can we just pause here and introduce the fact that this this science hillbilly is just a, a fucking barrel of laughs. He's having he's so much fun. He's really Absolutely. Happy. He's always just having, his character is having a really good time doing evil. Like it's always the most fun thing he's ever done. And it's, you know what? It's infectious. It is. He's I, I, he sets the tone for the whole movie. Like if he uh, was on a softball team, that is the best softball team anybody's ever been on. Yeah, they're not going to get a lot of wins, but like they have a lot of fun. They're very drunk. Uh, they, Maurice is pulling on his boat and he's like, oh, no, please, uh, 
we were attacked by a man with a torpedo arm. And he's like, a torpedo arm? Hmm. Sounds like that cyborg that left here several weeks ago. Like, like for some reason, the movie expects us to believe he's just on this river hunting this, this cyborg that escaped from the lab. Uh, I just, I, it's, it, of all the things in the movie, this is the one where I'm like, I just don't think they get how fucking stupid this is. Um, so. <laughs> but there's, of all the things, this, this is it? There's it so much is. to come. Because he's like, hmm, torpedo, that sounds like the cyborg I'm hunting. But I'm like, why are you hunting it? And if you were, why are you just driving up and down a river seemingly millions of miles from where he is? Like he left that place to leave, not to like go into the woods to regroup. Well, uh, and he also wouldn't be on the river. Like he left in like a tractor right. legs. Like he's not like, it's, he would be at the bottom so of the weird. river if anything. If anything. Uh, so it's it's more or less the, the last place in the world anyone should expect to find Mandroid. And, and that's where he's looking. Uh, anyway, uh, we now check back in with our ragtag group and uh, nobody knows how to get to the enemy base. Uh, no one really uh, thought about this. Uh, they tell Harry he can just go home. We don't need your boat anymore. We're going on foot. And he takes it real badly. Like it's a breakup. Like he's like his feelings seem really hurt that he gets to just go back home after completing a job. Uh, but also maybe right, because he wants him. to know what fucking movie he's in. That's true. This is he's not really, how my movie goes. No, we all curious. in love. And you, you come to love my rough edges <laughs> and I come to love, you know, your emotional vulnerability and we find a treasure, but the real treasure is each other. What fucking movie am I in that this is also, not happening? For someone who drives a boat that's called No Questions, he's full of questions. So that's many basically questions. basically all he has. Yeah, he does not follow the rules of his own boat. But you're in a new jam, eliminated jam. You can't find the enemy base. Oh, geez. What do you do? I mean, we have a caveman guide for exactly this reason, but... Uh, I don't want to use that answer just because it's kind of boring. <laughs> so, and the team. What was this? Should we should we recruit? Yeah, absolutely. I think we need a new member in here. I need. Yeah. I'm tired of fucking these same people. Is what is what ha- what's happening? I need some new blood. So, a dragon. Is that what you're thinking? Are we on the same? <laughs> same page <laughs> i was not but okay but Very you know what dragon. that's entirely appropriate for this movie I agree. it's just to throw in a dra- why not it is weirdly missing a dragon it is yeah uh i'll allow it you uh can it be uh, can it be a fuckable dragon a horny dragon I'm, that's how silly of me that's how the silly. kind of dragon he is they're all <laughs> fuckable dragons he's very fuckable very good to go uh so now he's on your team. Uh, in the movie, they send out Spot, a little the little robot specifically designed to do this exact um, thing. Uh, and Mandroid's like, oh, hey, I recognize uh, his matter transfer, his little lights. And she's like, oh, shit, Reeves stole my matter transfer? This won't come up later. I'm just saying, like, that's the kind of movie this is. Uh, back on the river, here comes Super Hillbilly. And they find, they find Harry. And they're like, hey, where are your passengers at? I'm looking for a cyborg. And he does not betray them. He, in fact, shoots them with a fire extinguisher. Um, Denise finds some bloody bones and caveman tools and says, huh, this is strange. Huh. And you found and you talk about like Roman soldiers. Huh. huh. And there's like an evil scientist doing. I don't, I don't, I don't I can't put this together. But anyway. I believe she even says something along the lines of, 
Oh, it's weird. I don't think there are any cavemen in this jungle. <laughs> I think she says primitives. I don't think there are any primitives uh, in this jungle. Indians, I think is what they say. And Harry's like, dude, there's no Indians out here. What the fuck? Uh, but there probably are. I don't know. Back on the boat, uh, they're doing, they, they do this bit that is so cartoonish and awesome. Uh, the bad guys catch Harry. They're like, we're going to ram him. And so they're going to take their like fiberglass jet boat and just smash it into the side of this tour boat. Fucking suicide bomb. <laughs> just suicide yeah, the bomb. The much larger, sturdier boat. <laughs> and he's so happy about it. He's If you pause that scene like I did and rewind it and watch it again, he's standing up in the boat holding the shotgun above his yes. head with both hands and just laughing. Going like, I'm going to fucking ride into Valhalla here, buddy. <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> it's such a nice boat. He's just going to trash it. Yeah. And... uh how they get out of this jam is so funny because Harry secretly has been revving his boat this whole time and he's tied to a tree. He machetes through the rope and the boat like takes off like a car that's been spinning. It's been like a giant drag racer just pow gets out of the way. Uh, not sure that's how it works, but it works in this movie and will allow it. Uh, their boat explodes because it misses them completely and hits a rock. Um, that's just like stuff happening like on the side back in our main group uh spot comes back and uh i guess he found the place or did they i don't think he's found it yet it does it doesn't matter uh he's found the plane is what happened the plane that that mandroid originally crashed in because then he knows he was taken up river and that's what they need to like start to find the base right that was just a little breadcrumbs leading to the base. I like a moment here where, or spot like comes and lands on Mandroid's shoulder and yes. there's like a little bit of sexual tension. Uh, and that's where you realize like how fuckable Mandroid is. Uh, he's kind of like a beautiful idiot baby, like a Daryl Hannah mermaid or a Lilu Dallas. It's like, this is a reverse splash, I guess is another movie this could be. So, so the Mandroid is not in a Robocop movie. He's in splash. That's when uh, some people first realize it. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, they find the crashed airplane, uh, like you said, and they have a fight about searching it. Uh, Android's like, oh, it's too dangerous. And she's like, fuck you. You have to face your past. And you're like, what is what movie are these people in? And uh, I think Android just can't swim. But anyway, uh, Denise Crosby swims into the crashed airplane and starts looking around for crap. Aggressively, uh, aggressively yeah. brawless. Yes. Oh, yeah. like, this is the reason for this scene. Very I feel like they did a good job of not perving out on her. Like she's so clearly braless in a wet tank top. That's just like Denise. This is you should have worn a different color shirt. Okay, but they like, cut to like both Fontana and the cyborg going. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah, they're no. into it. <laughs> it's implied a little bit out, of perfect, but the cinematography is, <laughs> I would say, four out of ten tasteful. Yeah, the um, all of the work is being done by the horny robot. You're right. Yeah, it could have been worse. Is all I'm saying. So wait, I have a question. Did the the bad scientist with the pink eye? Did he find the mandroid crashed in this airplane? Or I, yeah, like just he was just out in the woods and he's like, oh, I found this crashed yeah, man. They, I will make mandroid. Perfect. I needed him. I needed most of a man. <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem like he would care about the ethics of just killing one of his henchmen to make a mandroid but yeah uh, but they do say in the movie that they found this dead body in the woods and he's like i thought maybe i could turn into a time traveling mandroid i don't know <laughs> anyway uh, here's your new eliminators jam 
This crashed airplane you're searching, it's sinking in a shallow river. How do you get out of this jam? Um, I mean, dragon, right? Dragon. Uh, let's let's dragon do a little teamwork. Work. I'm gonna yeah. send uh, the really high caddy in there because he's he, he's used to diving in ponds for balls. Great. Uh, Great. So I'm gonna send him in there. Just try to get her out, and we can we can strap the dragon to the plane, and we can uh, we can like carrot and stick him with the caveman guide who is mm-hmm. just fucking completely terrified, <laughs> drawing all of the dragon's attention. Really, Rube Goldberg tow truck this plane out of there. Perfect. Yeah, you bring up an interesting point. As your team grows bigger, uh, you're going to have to deal with things like your caveman now has to deal with airplanes and with robots and with dragons. Yeah, he's uh, he not having a good time. <laughs> he's definitely uh, floods of tears. You might You'll have notice we're not using him. If, this is why crazy. we're not using him as a guide. <laughs> is he is mostly just peeing and rehydrating? <laughs> right. Uh, so in the movie, they don't handle it the same way. A cyborg grappling hooks her, but he can't pull out the whole airplane. I guess he just doesn't believe it's possible, and that is why he fails. But then Harry shows up, and he offers to machete her out of the wreckage for a third of the treasure, which she's fine agreeing to because, again, he's the only fucking idiot who thinks there's magic treasure in the Mexican jungle. Um, so, so we actually stumbled on the correct solution. Yes. That was basically our solution. Yeah. Damn. yeah. Hit it with a hit it with a sword. Um, she changes shirts, uh, which is pretty great. But from the from behind, and uh, Mandroid checks her out because there's still a little humanity left in him. He's and very, she checks Mandroid out. Yeah, he's like, huh? You you see these titties? You like these? Yeah, you're not all robot, huh? Just my dong arms. Putting on his boner arm. Uh, now Mandroid starts remembering the Roman soldiers. And Denise is like, oh, good, your memory is coming back. Not, oh, holy shit, this correlates with the other time travel evidence we've been finding. No. Um, Harry starts making fun of Spots. They're trying to establish other relationships, but a Spot takes no shit. He shoots him with a laser like a second a joke comes out of his mouth. <laughs> and then Harry We're says, We're not friends right, in on. that way. <laughs> Harry says, hold on. And takes a slight right, and Mandrake just falls out of the boat. Just eats so. shit, just with the gentlest of turns. It's not, it's not, it's not presented as an obstacle or dramatic moment. He's just like, let me redirect the boat. And fucking the water, and they lose him. Yeah, it's your eliminator jam. Your cyborg him. just fell in the water. What do you do? <laughs> that's okay that's what they do in the movie yeah you're right that's what they do in the they movie. fucking leave him for dead almost instantly uh so now they cut back to the evil villain and reeves is putting on a robot arm and he's got like a full jigsaw face now uh not jigsaw like the comic like he's got like patchwork of frankenstein face and he, here comes super hillbilly running into his office and he shoots him with electricity instantly <laughs> and then after that he says Report. (laughs) He did not even know it was bad news yet. He's already already torturing his henchmen. He was just like, I got, I, I, you know what? This is a new toy. I never treat myself. I'm going to electrocute him a little bit. One of my favorite parts. He's like, boss, there's this real jerk out there. The boat. Oh, fucking hate this hairy guy. Anyway, he's got a torpedo shooting guy in his boat. And Reeves is like a genius. So he's like, hmm. 
this could be Mandroid. And then Hillbilly's like, you know, you might be right. So like he he hadn't put it together yet. I don't think he was out there hunting Mandroid. He's just like. <laughs> he was just on, having a good time. He's just partying. He's just and tearing he, ass in his speedboat. Picks him up by his neck with his Palpatine arm. Fucking force lightning now. If you fail me again. And then, I'm sure you guys have this in your notes. He just gives him a little electric dick tickle. Just a a, a little dick tickle. I wrote laser balls in my notes. (laughs) No, I wrote down exactly electric dick tickle. (laughs) That's... Oh, and I, it, it didn't seem like it hurt him that much. Like it was just a fun one. He's like, nah, we're still, we're still cool. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm, I'm being a bad boss. Here you go. <laughs> uh, just, uh, <laughs> just a little sexual harassment. Uh, so now back in the water, Mandroid, who's been left for dead, just leaves the water and Spot can swim too. Again, we, everyone forgot about Spot. No one's like, oh shit, Spot's in there too. They're just like, fuck, I, he's, you can't, we dropped the robots in the water. They're dead. Uh, so there's never that much danger. Uh, Mandroid's like, hey, can you go find our people? Uh, and Spot's like, dude, I'm too wet. I can't fly. So here's Just your eliminator's plus loaded jam. down. Loaded <laughs> yes. down with semen. That's true. <laughs> yeah, if he wasn't so filled with semen, he'd probably be okay. But he is. So here's your eliminator's jam. Your friends ditched you in the river and uh, left without you. What do you do? Do you need to recruit? Yeah. We got the caveman guide who was just gone completely psychotic with fear and incomprehension. We got this 14-year-old high caddy who's been doing a lot of lifting. And we got the dragon who's had the chance to play. I do think we need to recruit. And I think I think our most important priority right now is recruiting some better friends <laughs> to just have a real bitch session about this. Right. Just I and they he took a he took a hard turn. He knows I'm a robot. He knows I'm heavy as fuck. And uh they didn't even really slow down. They just they just fucking took off and I need some friends to be like, uh-huh. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Mm. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have done that to you. So like maybe like a David and uh you know what? How about a Kenzie? Ooh. Okay. A David and a Ken I'm gonna write that down. A Kenzie? Who's just a really good friend? Yeah, they're just really good friends, and they're uh, they're gonna okay. listen. And I think everyone has to bring very specialized skills, but I do think just being a good friend, you'd still know that um, if you need to find your friends who ditched you in the river, you just go the one fucking direction of the river, <laughs> the direction so, you were uh, already going. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So I think you're fine. I think uh, their their skills and friendship should translate well to just going one direction. Uh, by the way, the boat is broken down again. Uh, and while they're trying to f- not fix it, Harry's just dragging it through the water like like an ox. Like and an ox. <laughs> he just is grabbed from under the water by something in the river. So here's your Eliminator's Jam. You're under attack by cavemen. Water cavemen. I mean, this is the scenario built for Brockway, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fuck all those cavemen. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to come out of the river, this filthy, horrible river, just like the Bond girl, right out of the beach, flipping my hair back, water streaming down my body. My smooth man body, unmarred by caveman prosthetics, which they have never seen before. 
and are completely, as we will establish in an upcoming scene, are completely in love with. Uh, they torn to shreds. <laughs> yeah, they they love this. So yes, thank you. Um, now I am going to take a lot of your stamina away because water is a terrible lubricant, and uh, there are and there's a lot like of fourteen of them. Yeah. Yes. So uh, not sure how much more that you have in you, but uh, the in the movie they just are easily captured. Uh, <laughs> the cavemen have an underwater cage that they have rigged to like capture a man and then get raised out of the water. They grab Nora. They're very interested in this, uh, in this braless woman. Uh, and then back at, back with Mandroid, he finds a fucking ninja sucking fish out of the river with his hand. It's awesome. Both movies I've been on this podcast talking about have fish and ninjas. That's yes. incredible. You're our ninja Good. fish specialist. And the only movies going forward, we will invite you back for, will have prominent fish and ninja themes. You're welcome anytime, as long as there are ninjas and fish in the same scene. Can I just say, uh, I, I, I had to pause and look look at the timestamps here. This There's only a half hour left of movie when they introduce cavemen and ninjas in back-to-back scenes. Like, fucking movie, there's only 30 minutes left, including credits. You cannot introduce ninja and caveman complications. But you, you fucking, you do when you pull it off? Absolutely did. Pulled it off. This ninja, Kuji, is the son of Dr. Takata, the man who, the only person who is killed in this movie at the start. Um, Mandroid says, your father is dead. You're not the only one with a score to settle. And then boom, the ninja is on the team. So they are real power heavy on this side of the movie. They've got a ninja, they've got a cyborg, they've got a robot that can teleport. And the other side has a boat guide and a robot repair woman just getting dominated by several cavemen. Uh, Denise is using her science ability to try to like uh, navigate the situation. She's like, smile, but don't show teeth. That's a sign of aggression. So she's teaching them like, like apes. Um, the elderly caveman is super gropey yeah. uh, and he grabs Harry's ass and Harry goes, Fruity caveman. <laughs> I was yes, sure you were going to have that on the soundboard. I didn't. I didn't even put it because my impersonation is so good. I Here's your jam. It. Your eliminator's jam. Fruity caveman. Oh, I burned fucking caveman so early. <laughs> Dirk, you got to help me. This might be your fault. <laughs> yeah, I might have converted them. Dirk, I, I made my bed and I don't want to sleep in it. It's all wet spot. Okay, perfect. Well, then I'll, I'll just... Uh... I'll just start talking at them. I presume they don't understand English, so I'll just start telling them about the movie Catacombs, which is actually the Curse 4, even though it was made before the first Curse movie, and by that point, they would have probably fallen asleep. This is good. Uh, Fast talking always works in an 80s movie. Yeah. Axel Foley taught us that. So, uh, the cavemen... That is how uh, they get out of this scene, too. Basically, fast talks are... Yeah, uh, yeah, we should talk about that, because uh, (laughs) Harry's plan is his... He's like, hey, would you kiss me goodbye? And she's like, what the fuck? No, dude. Like he he literally asks her in a in a way that's like, hey, we're gonna die here. Let's kiss goodbye. And she she gives him a clear no. And then he does anyway, but it's part of the plan. He hands her a couple of bullets and he's like, throw these in the fire. And then he just starts punching cavemen. So she throws some bullets in the fire and they're like, oh no, a popping fire. Ah. And I don't know if anyone's ever uh seen a fire. Probably, probably most people. But they pop sometimes. So the cave, but the cavemen are like, 
gone. They're they're running away. Uh, this is where the ninja shows up and yes. numchucks one of them. Uh, Spot ninja shows up and caveman. lasers one. Mandroid takes one out. So they each one they each take a caveman out. Um, and so like it's great. They they solved the caveman problem. But here's what's kind of weird. This would be the end of it for most movies, but here the sexual assault comes back up. She's like, hey, why did you need to kiss me for that plan? And uh, I have a clip here. You know, they don't speak English. So what? Well, why didn't you just say, Nora, throw your bullets in the fire? Wouldn't have gotten a free smooch. You lousy... Hey, let's get out of here while we still can, okay? <sighs> what you can't see is her very... Oh, shucks, smile. She was into it the whole time. So here's your Eliminator's jam. Your coworker is acting very inappropriately. Dragon. <laughs> yeah, I'm not qualified for this scenario at all. I think I'm the coworker. <laughs> uh, you, know, I, you are getting a pretty big ragtag team, and as a company grows, you might need an HR department. I oh, don't think true. your dragon would handle this very well. No. Um, oh, let's so, recruit an HR department. Okay. Uh, so we, uh, this is perfect. Uh, so now you have an uh, HR department. You know what? I'm going to insist that the head, our HR rep, is also a Kenzie, and we'll call her Kenzie too. Perfect. And it'll be kind of cute to us, but she'll always feel like she comes second in our hearts because of it. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good point. That's gonna and really also uh, a daring move for someone in HR. If you're gonna give them the number two spot, everybody hates HR. Yeah, they, I hate HR. Fuck job, HR. But, Fuck you, Kenzie. Too. <laughs> Suck my dick. Oh, um, god damn it! <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Sorry, Kenzie. Too. The worst Kenzie. Uh, so they run over and steal a caveman rafts, and um, here's when. Oh, yeah. It's Jeff clear Kuji is just like stealing. He's going to steal the rest of the movie because yep. it's just a raft. They just get on the raft and the whole time he's looking around and putting his hands out and sneaking. God, and, you can't uh, take your eyes off him. He's just fucking mesmerizing. So ninja. Uh, but now you're in an Eliminator's Jam. Cavemen are chasing your raft. They, also they got their shit together. Like a pew, which was awesome. <laughs> yes. That's a caveman uh, arrow. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is our. This is our. This yeah, you're is our problem. Yeah, uh, problem. Let's let's use Kenzie 2's propeller feet, which she has. <laughs> we try not to bring it up, but yeah, we should use that, them. I think bringing those up at work uh, is inappropriate, and I feel like um, you're gonna. That's a demerit. That's a ragtag squad demerit. <laughs> <laughs> Practically racist, but I'll allow it. She'll say she'll reluctantly say in this emergency, I suppose my propeller feet will be handy, but uh, these are my propeller feet. Uh, my I will choice. never bring it up again. <laughs> I don't <know>. yes. <laughs> so uh, that's how they do it in the movie. Uh, <laughs> the android sticks his feet in the water and turns on his jet boots. It does not go well. The first thing he says is malfunction. <laughs> and they shoot across the river like 40, 50 feet and um, they all fall out of the raft except of course Kuji who just like lands it and squats it out like a full sneaky ninja. 
I think uh, he does a front flip and then lands it, and he, he looks back. He, this, God, he steals every scene he's in. He does like a flip, he lands it, and then he looks back disappointed at everybody who didn't land it, like yeah. fucking weak-ass ninjas. Are you guys not ninjas? Like, are you not in a ninja movie with me? Because this is a ninja movie since I got here. <laughs> what, right. what I love about this scene is that um, already things have gone so bad, but these guys have bows and arrows. The caveman arrows go this far. Also, they've established them as underwater cavemen. Like they can just live in the bottom of the river. And so they are not out of danger. But the movie just sort of assumes like, yada, yada. We solved the caveman issue. Uh, Harry now quits. He's given up trying to figure out what movie this is. He's like, this is too silly. Uh, I'm clearly not the right guy for this movie. Uh, He says, uh, (laughs) robots, cavemen, kung fu. What is this, a comic book? Is this... Is this some kind of weird ass science fiction, right? And Diane Crosby looks at him and just goes, "Yep." <laughs> for like twelve seconds. It's just, "Yep, this is weird ass science fiction." You figured it out. You figured out what movie you're in, and he's like, "Then I quit the movie." Yeah, this is bullshit. But she does sit him down and tell him the whole story. They fade out. So at this point, the only person that actually knows what's going on is Harry, uh, not the audience. Uh, they do find Mandroid's tank legs, and they send Spot to find the base. And There's a little bit where Mandroid unveils his tank legs, <laughs> and he looks like he looks to everybody else, and nobody is impressed, and he looks so <laughs> yes. annoyed. It's yes. just I don't know why he played it that way. But the actor's just like, God damn it! How do you, how do you not this is know? Come on! <laughs> I went to this uh, actor's IMDb, and he basically did Mandroid and very little else, and he has one of those great IMDb profiles where it's just like all of his headshot pictures, like he couldn't decide on a headshot picture. So it's like eight of them in the same shirt with the same smile. And it's, it's, it's so unnerving. He Uh, can smile. He can smile. Uh, And I think he's trying to prove that he's like, I'm not just the Mandroid. I can smile (laughs) this way, smile slightly to the left. Uh, Anyway, it's great. Look him up. Um, The ninja knows about the time travel. So now, Denise Crosby has pieced it together. And then he's just like, oh, yes, Reeves. He was working with my dad, and he's got time travel. And he's just like, holy shit, this would explain the 15 time travel elements. Uh, now, and yet, somehow, we're in a movie where the time travel does not explain the ninja or the cyborg or the hillbillies, <laughs> for that matter. Like, you would assume all of these elements would come from the time travel. Unrelated. Unrelated. Uh, here comes... Super hillbilly with two guys on three wheelers shooting Roman candles at them because here's your Eliminators jam. Three punks on ATVs are shooting fireworks at you. Oh, my God. Just says combine golf cart with dragon. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's right there. Had to do it. I and what look, maybe he did such a good job. We'll give control to the caveman guide. Uh, of this of this terrifying concoction. And then we've gone like full Hanna-Barbera on it. Yeah. And that's like when he finally is a part of the team and he's like smiling because he gets the fun chaos of the dragon cart. Yeah. That all comes together and we've got we've got something that plays after fucking Herculoids. Yes. <laughs> I'd watch it. I would have also accepted just the HR rep telling them that they can't do that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to call your parents. Okay. Uh, I so, think she's sulking because we 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 did bring up the propeller feet again. Yeah, that's yeah. 
This section of the movie it makes me laugh the hardest because when Mandroid just drives up a little bit of a hill and just flops <laughs> over. Flops over. And it's like facial expressions just like yeah, whatever. Fucking, I'm just going to die anyway. <laughs> it's just, I can't believe they showed that the tank is just a really ineffective bad thing. Like, the first time it has to do all-terrain, it just tips over and they show it. And then he has to, like, awkwardly get out and be like, fuck. Fuck. Yeah, he only uses it for, like, eight feet in the movie. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess you really needed that mobile it unit. It probably 30% of the budget, too. Uh, to actually build it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's incredible. It's really good. So Cyborg, uh, he does take most of them out in just the most insanely unfair fight uh, until he tips over. And uh, there's another thing I'd love. Like the ninja is really amazing in this scene because he's just posing, taking a few steps, posing, taking a few steps. And there's like a three-wheeler just kind of trotting along next to him. Uh, and then uh, Nora gets in a knife fight with a guy and he's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. And the ninja shows up. And he scares him off Power Ranger style. It's just, this is when the tone like hits, hits the climax where it, it's super non-lethal and giggly. And um, uh, Mandroid in the middle of this, in the middle of all this joy says, please dismantle me. He's discovered that revenge won't satisfy him, but he also can't self-terminate, which is a very robot thing to not be able to do. And so uh, his programming won't let him kill himself. So he has to ask a friend to kill him. I'm so fucking embarrassed about the tank tread thing. I'm not going to get over it. So uh, here's your eliminator's jam. Your mandroid friend is having thoughts of self-harm. Oh, bring the friends in. Yeah, we got to bring the friends in. Perfect. Nobody report it to fucking Kenzie too. I swear to God. (laughs) Yeah, she's just going to make it into a bigger thing. She's still drying. Kenzie won. It's very specifically for David and Kenzie won. (laughs) All right. I'll allow it. Uh, It's fine. In the movie, uh, Denise Crosby reminds him of his wife and kid. And then you're not going to believe me if you haven't seen the movie. Kisses him on the mouth passionately. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, you have a wife and kid. And then she. And then let's make out. (laughs) Thank you, Mandroid. This movie is fucking nuts. The ninja is the only one that doesn't get laid. Uh, Spot shows up at this point and he is apoplectic with fury. Like he's so jealous. Uh, he sees this kiss and he just starts shooting lasers everywhere. So here's your Eliminator's Jam. Your tiny robot is in a jealous murder rage. I come in it. He's not, he's not full of enough semen. He won't be able to do this. <laughs> that will absolutely overload it. His semen things are beyond We've established it's his point. weakness. I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> All right. Like state of readiness to fuck that robot. <laughs> you erotically navigate the lasers, make love to the robot, and it explodes in a, a, a semen eruption. Uh, in the movie, the ninja just does a flying jump stab because there's no problem at any point in this movie that the ninja can't easily solve. And uh, does. <laughs> it does, yes. Instantly, yes. I love so, it. Um, Reeves has somehow reprogrammed it. And it came back here to kill them. Uh, he's now now that it's dead, it sends a little Wizard of Oz head out them out, and it's like, turn back now or die, because uh, this movie's just completely off the rails and it's just going by Super Friends rules. Because you uh, also have to remember that Reeves that they're here to stop Reeves because you've done so much shit and he hasn't been in the movie for like forty minutes. You're like, oh right. <laughs> That guy, what the fuck were we doing? <laughs> we thought it was just rednecks and cavemen. 
Yeah, at this point, there w- in a regular movie, there would have been a hostage situation or some way to get the villain to talk to the main character. But no, not here. Uh, so now um, Denise plugs in some stuff in the robot and, and finds uh, in his memory the entry point to the base. So they head to the base. They're ready. Now here's your eliminator's jam. There's a couple of very distracted guards. How are you going to deal with that? Can we put the caveman into some kind of like sexy outfit? Oh. Yeah, I'm tired. I, oh, I gave style. everything I had to that robot. Uh, I like a sexy I think... caveman distraction. Or would, is HR going to be a real? Yeah. Oh, Kenzie's going to be a, a brat about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true. You, I guess the, the danger in getting too big a ragtag squad is now you're you're going to eliminate some of the options. Why did we get an HR rep? They always ruin every ragtag squad I've ever been in. I would imagine she has a lot of notes about you fucking that robot to death, too, in front yeah. of your coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. So you might be in a lot of trouble. Um, luckily, I feel like you can just walk past them. Because in the movie, that's what they do. They just wait for the guards to leave oh, right. the uh, oh, hand-sized right. pipe. Yeah. And uh, right before they go in, uh, Denise Crosby kisses Harry. So again, the ninja's the only one that's getting no action. Um, Spot left out one part of this. There is a giant industrial fan in this tunnel that they can't get past. So here's your Eliminator's Jam. There's a huge industrial fan in the way. Hi, Caddy. He's going to jump through it. (laughs) Yeah, this is his moment. He's ready. He's on it instantly. I also love that Um, they find like a vent cover, like Velcroed to the wall of the compound. And that's how they get into the shaft where the fan is. They knew no one could get past the fan. They didn't need to protect the shaft. Right. Um, yeah, we're we're sending our high caddy in there. He's on it before we can even ask him, and we're just gonna jam that fan with wet caddy parts and uh, <laughs> and then step over. Your, let, take your caddy off the list. Don't take him off the list, but put a strike through on his text. Yeah, uh, he's dead. Uh, I would say that your HR rep is furious. Um, I feel like Kenzie and David are going to need some time to deal with this. Who old propeller feet? <laughs> I think it works. I think uh, you, you gummed it up with Caddy. Uh, you really made a mess of your group dynamic, but the fan has stopped and you can get through. In the movie, of course, they solve this problem in the fucking raddest way possible. Uh, the ninja just jumps through the fan. And he then, times it so perfectly. Times it perfectly. And then he kicks it in the weak spot on the backside, which is just the middle of the fan, which I kind of, I rewound it. It has the same sort of nub on the front. So I feel like he could have just done that, but we'll allow it. It's but just it's so, it's so, so, I love how it's treated in the movie as so fucking mm-hmm. sweet too. Like they yeah. all just stop and they're like, did he just fucking jump through the fan? <laughs> They, they're starting to really enjoy the movie they're in. Yeah, that was uh, so fucking cool. That's why they had to introduce the ninja at the last 30 minutes, because after that, it's just all nin. Like, he solves every problem. Every problem. There's no need for anybody. Uh, the By the way, the, the mandroid is not with them. The mandroid's part of the plan. Uh, we don't know, but they've split up. Uh, so we follow this team in, and the ninja finds some Latin papers, and Denise Crosby translates it badly. Uh, with their science skills. And it's like, Oh, he's going to take over ancient Rome. And the ninja says, <laughs> but if he changes the past and then that, like they don't even have to finish, like that's just fucking 
the, the terrifying implications of that just like hang there. Motherfucker, um, you've already sent a cyborg back to laser blast okay. entire squads of Romans who are famous for taking notes because you're reading them right now. Yeah. <laughs> they would mention this. Man, man, <laughs> Wait, you are living in the broken timeline that created. That's why there's all this shit happening. That's why you've got fucking ninjas and cavemen. It does make sense. So then... Harry takes, uh, he finds a little Corona Civic on a Caesar statue. And he's like, ooh, little gold leaf hat. I'm taking it. Alarm goes off. So their stealth mission is over. Cut away. We don't know how that's going to end up. Mandroid is at the front door just calling Reeves out like a high school bully. He's like, you must surrender to me. My friends are inside your base doing super stealthy stuff. It's over. Uh, now we see that off camera, our team has been captured. So here's your Eliminator's Jam. Your plan has gone to shit. And your team has been captured by three gunmen. Well, I feel like I try to talk to them about my favorite phantasm, but it doesn't work out. Which one's your favorite phantasm? We'll decide that. Phantasm 2. And why is it your favorite? Because that's the one where he has the shotgun, has like multiple barrels. It's like a four barrel shotgun. You weld it together. These gunmen are very interested. Okay, and that gives me the idea to recruit Reggie. Or the tall uh, man. Who are you talking about? Reggie's that. No, guy. no, Reggie. Reggie, okay. absolutely. Yeah, Reggie Bannister. Fucking ponytail and his his multi shotgun. Yes. Uh, we're gonna recruit Reggie from Phantasm Two, oh, and he has exactly a, as many barrels as he needs to shoot all of these people at the same time. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so uh, that's handled much better in the movie, where uh, the Mandroid just starts dismantling himself and all of this stuff that keeps happening off camera uh hold on the dick arms are going to take a while (laughs) (laughs) just stand stand back uh some of these will be squirting uh so (laughs) off camera the the bad guys somehow have a giant disintegrator cannon no one thought to use until now so they're like this movie's got a death ray (laughs) of course it does (laughs) oh get me on the death ray i'm gonna shoot that mandroid it'll turn your atoms inside out was what they said (laughs) yes Hell yes. So now the ninja remembers he's a ninja and just starts kicking dudes so fast they can't shoot anybody. Takes a throwing star, throws it at the disintegrator cannon. Whoop! It's gone. Uh, And then here comes a truly insane gunfight. Uh, The good guys are just stuck in the center of this area. Uh, I'll just tell you the eliminator's jam. You are massively outgunned in the middle of an open area, being shot at by men from an elevated cover position. How do you get out of this one? I mean, we've got, let's review our team. Uh, We've got the spirit of a 14-year-old high caddy with us uh, to inspire us. We've got a caveman guide that has now completely lost his mind and given into the glee of chaos. Yeah. Uh, We've got, we still got that golf cart. Golf cart didn't die with him. Uh, The dragon, I'm going to say the dragon's just kind of riding that now. Uh, we got David and Kenzie, and we're real good friends. Uh, we got Kenzie, too, who's kind of a bitch, but we had to watch a six-hour <laughs> seminar the last time we said that. Uh, and we've got Reggie from Phantasm 2. I think we've got enough offensive firepower here to just load up this fucking battle golf cart like a George Miller movie. Mm-hmm. And and I want I want this to be an all-out firefight. I'll allow it. Yeah, no need to recruit. I think you're going to win. In the movie, 
the ninja just goes around taking everybody out. Uh, I think Cyborg maybe got one. Uh, and then yeah, if we uh, had a ninja, we wouldn't have to recruit anybody. That this would be we would, would recruit the ninja over. at the start of the movie. Oh, and yeah. the movie. Okay, start over. <laughs> that was one of the rules: no cyborgs, no ninjas. Uh, Reeves is not super worried about this. They're calling him out. They're like, Reeves, come out. Uh, and you'll you realize why Reeves doesn't give a shit because he is uh, decked out. So here's your Eliminator's Jam. You face a time-traveling mega-cyborg with all manner of cyber weaponry. Uh, throw Kinsey too. <laughs> no way, we probably can't do that. Uh, I mean, we can do that, but he's just going to laser her to death with his... He's also a Roman robot, yeah. so he's made himself yeah. into a, a legionary robot transcending time. I don't True. think HR really is equipped to deal with that uh, since they're really just here to look out for the company. He is uh, known to strike at genitals without warning. So he will just, I'm going to go ahead and strike out Kenzie too, since you have <laughs> just demolished her. And I imagine that gets yeah, him, too. that probably buys a couple of seconds as he's right. just thoroughly drenched in Ken, Kenzie two blood. <laughs> Uh, we knew that the HR powers up. member wasn't going to live. It's uh, like we threw her like a human grenade, like a human water balloon. I'm just. <laughs> I, feel <laughs> like, it... I feel like you handled that about as well as the people in this movie did, because what they did in the movie was for Mandroid to stand very still and get slowly lasered apart while everyone watches. In a, it's so gruesome. Like for this movie with its G-rated violence, it's like suddenly looking at knee surgery footage. And they, they won't even let the ninja help. He's like, hey, I'll just go take him out. They're like, no, 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 no. Let's just watch our friend slowly die. Yeah, and that was their plan. That was their plan the whole time. Uh, and now uh, Reeves has put them in a cyber cage. So here's your Eliminator's jam. You're trapped in a shrinking taser dome. <laughs> I love that he could just do that. I love that he's got fucking Superman 2 powers now. He <laughs> just, it's whatever. Don't question it. Okay, I yeah. shoot a laser that becomes a cage that shrinks now. <laughs> but that's what you got to deal with. Well, I'm starting to regret having. Oh, well, I guess we freed up a little space with Kenzie too. But we have a pretty big team here. Yeah. yeah. Can we dig? They don't dig in the movie. Oh, we recruit a digging Hulk. Yes. Oh my God, that's <laughs> such a great team member. You Hulk dig Hulk, Hulk underground. <laughs> Easily escaping the shrinking Taser Dome. Uh. Better than how they handled it in the movie, which was to uh, just kind of hang out in it uh, until Mandroid slowly gets up and he is looking real rough. Uh, they he they thought he was dead, but he fights against his programming to eat the web. Also, I have a clip of that. Don't touch the web; it's charged. He knows. choked up it's such a beautiful moment so beautiful i love that the ninja finally just understands him completely and can yeah. narrate his thoughts at this point like yes connected with the mandroid he knows he knows he's gonna die he knows uh there is a cut of this movie at least there should be that's just the from the mandroid's point of view and because he's just 
so miserable the entire time <laughs> and he dies before they get revenge so it's just he so doesn't depressing. even know yeah and so and they don't even check with the robot expert before they like run inside so they nope. leave him for dead for the third time in this movie <laughs> <laughs> and get there in time to watch reeves getting into his time orb so here's your eliminators jam your enemy is escaping through history in his time orb I'm going to say we lost David and Kenzie here because they're going to go ahead and stay with Mandroid uh, because that's what good friends would do. Uh, And probably, I don't know, call somebody to see if there's anything they could do to help them as opposed to just nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, We are definitely, we are definitely going to give that dragon to Reggie from Phantasm 2. Okay. Uh, because that's a fucking sweet metal album cover. Yeah. And he's ready for it. And you know what? The caveman on the back, like arms around him, one arm in that, one arm in the sky. That's the that's the metal album cover we're going with. And I think that's an excellent vehicle to uh, drive through time in pursuit of a Roman God, legionary really soldier. Is. I think fucking Meatloaf wrote a song about that, and I <laughs> think we're gonna fulfill it like it's a prophecy. Uh. Fantastic answer and requires no new uh, recruiting. So very good gamesmanship. Uh, In the real movie, Denise Crosby just sits down at the controls and she's like, oh, I'm working these time machine controls and I can read all this. He's like, oh, damn it. (laughs) He landed in ancient Rome. I guess we can't win. But then Harry, with full confidence of dirtbag riverboat guide, just punches a, a nearby keyboard and every fucking thing in the lab explodes, including the time war back in like 1 jillion BC. And uh, Reeves ends up getting out. At, uh, I think they say 14 million BC or some some nonsense number. But anyway, he is. Uh, fucking hold on, baby. I've I've punched a lot of vending machines. I gotten a lot of <laughs> junior mints like this. I got it. And, and uh, she says, Abbott Reeves is the ruler of nothing. Freeze frame end. <laughs> oh, a couple of things here. You're skipping the, the, the total sweet, or at least underplaying the total sweetness of, of how long uh, Reeves raises his arms to the sky yes. and screams, uh, No! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just cut out on him. It's the best, the best screaming to the sky I've ever seen. And also, <laughs> you just sent a fucking master of time roman cyborg to the origins of life and you're like problem solved problem solved (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's fantastic i loved his crazy grin when he got out of his time warp too he's like i'm here i'm gonna take oh no this is bullshit i'm gonna rip ass through ancient oh damn it i'm so glad they end on a freeze frame laugh like a jackie chan movie i've said it before i'll say it again it's the perfect end to any movie like if you don't know what to do freeze frame laugh and we're all like yep that's it they're all happy except for anyone that remembers mandroid and his (laughs) life of suffering and then we cut to the outtakes of all the times the drunken hillbillies hurt themselves he has a wife and kid (laughs) he just cheated on his wife and kid they haven't seen him in at least a year but like they're presumably alive. He could have called them. Anyway, Brockway, I'd like you to go through your list while I play the Eliminators theme song. All right. We've got a 14-year-old high caddy with golf cart. We've got 
long dead. Like, we've got a caveman forest guide driven completely insane by the forces of chaos. We've got David and Kenzie, good friends. We've got Kenzie too, kind of a B word. That's acceptable, right, Kenzie too? No? No. Fuck. <laughs> we've got a fucking dragon. We've got a diggable Hulk. The only thing he does is dig, baby, but it's enough. We've got Reggie from Phantasm 2. And we've got, I'm just going to say Meatloaf. We got Meatloaf in with that last one. What a team. What a ragtag team. Well, Dirk, thank you for being with us for our Eliminators podcast. No! Here at 1900 Hot Dog Daycare, we believe every child can be supreme. Now let's meet a few of our precious tots. Three Finger Louie, Aaron Croston, Adrian H, Aiden Muet. Get well soon, we're all rooting for you. No Alpha Scientist Java, we do not call the week here. Unandy. Andreas Larson. Badger, Transformers aren't food. No, especially not if you're a Transformer. That's fucked up. Benjamin Sironen. Ben Talzer. Brandon Garlock. Brian Saylor. You need to poke air holes in the Play-Doh mask or this game of Mummy gets way too real. Brienne Whitney. Brockway loves the meat milling. Yes, he does. Burrito Mouth. Cyril, don't touch that. Never touch that. I don't even understand how you're touching that. Rev. Chance McDermott. Chris Brower. Curious Glare. Dan B. The artist formerly known as Devin, sweetie. Knives are for grown-ups and revenge only. Dean Costello. Donald Finney. Dr. Awkward. Eric Spalding. Fancy shot. Jello. Now, see, Greg Cunningham needs those knives for revenge, and now he doesn't have them. Do you see why we saved the knives? Hambone. Araka. Hot Fart. Very funny. Jaber Al Aiden. James Boyd. Jeff Araski Fire is not your friend. If anything, it's more of a lover. Jeremy Neal. John Dean. John Hector McFarlane, John McCammon, Josh Fabian, Joshua Graves, I don't care how many rats you tied together, you cannot ride them like a magic carpet, Josh S, Ken Paisley, K&M, M. Jahi Chappelle, Matt Riley, Max Baroy, I know you mean well, but what you're doing is called Compromat. 
Michael Lair, Michael Wells, Mickey Lohman, Mike Stiles, Moju. ND, a smaller child is not a pet no matter how much they purr. Neil Bailey, Neil Schaefer, Nick Ralston, Ozzy Olman, Patrick Herbst. The Amazing Rain, get your fingers out of there. The Bible strictly forbids it. It's very clear. Rhiannon, Sarkovsky, Sean Chase, don't. Actually, fuck yeah, I think you can make that jump. Let's see it. Spotty Reception, Supernaut, Ted H, Thomas Cavazos, I don't think you can make that jump. But I want nothing more in this world than to be wrong. Let's fucking see it. Timmy Leahy, Toasty God, Tom Sakula, Tommy G, Waylon Russell, Yossarian, Armando Nava, you're you're actually doing great. Gold Star. Don't don't attack the other children with the gold star.